Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Pavilion Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Barton, and you are listening to Is This a Good Time? The show where I put Pavilion members in the hot seat for 15 minutes. We hear their incredible stories. Shows are out Tuesdays and Thursdays. Hit subscribe so you don't miss hearing from our experts. Our guest today is Alex Kubanishvili. He's the country leader of Russia for Insider MarTech Platform. And we talk about uh, marketing tech in Russia and coming up through the tech industry in Russia from Spotify to Google. Pretty, pretty cool story by Alex. This episode was brought to you by Sendoso. Sendoso, the leading sending platform, is the most effective way for revenue generating teams to stand out with new ways to engage at strategic points throughout the customer journey. By connecting digital and physical strategies, companies can engage, acquire, and retain customers easier than ever before. All right, let's do this. Episode 67. Is this a good time? All right, I am here with Alex Kubanishvili coming to us from Moscow. So excited to have you on. Alex is the country head, uh, head of the country for uh, Insider, country manager for Russia. So, so excited to have you on, Alex. Hi, Brandon. My pleasure. Well, look, uh, all meat, no filler. We jump right in. Uh, tell us, tell us about, start with telling us about Insider and what you do there, uh, you know, running the whole country, that is. And then, of course, give us a little bit of, of, of your work history and your path to getting to this role. Yeah, so uh, Insider is a marketing technology company. So we are basically like there are different terms that can describe what we do. It's the marketing automation platform or marketing personalization engine or customer data platform. So basically what we do, we work with primarily with e-commerce players and help them get the most out of their traffic, help them with conversions, personalized communications and stuff like that. That's great. And so how did you, you know, you, you actually took this role almost, you know, in the middle of COVID here. So um, maybe, uh, you know, bring us back a little bit in your resume. Um, you've held quite a number of amazing positions here. You were, I mean, geez, you're at uh, Spotify for a little bit. You're at Google, uh, you know, start us wherever you want. But um, I would love yeah, to hear yeah. about how so, you got uh, into this role. Yeah, actually, I began my journey in digital marketing more than 20 years ago. Before that, I was in traditional media like magazines and had also like a short stint uh, at MTV Russia. Uh, And at some point I moved to digital, luckily for myself, you know. (laughs) Yeah. So I worked at Microsoft, worked at Google. Um, I was at Spotify when they made first attempt to launch in Russia. They didn't succeed back then. They launched last year. Oh, really? What, What happened? Why did it go wrong? Uh, well, I think like it was a, a combination of internal and external factors. So internally, they were getting ready for the competition with Apple, who at this point didn't enter streaming market, but they were about to do it. So they uh, abandoned a lot of ge- geographical launch uh, launches. And also this was 2014 when, you know, all the geopolitical clash between Russia and the West uh, started so uh, because of that, I believe this influenced their decision as well. So they decided to postpone, and it took them like six years to finally launch. Wow! And so you were you were there for eleven months working on a project that didn't didn't really even get to take off. Yeah, yeah. So I was working on a launch that didn't happen back then. <laughs> And then um, I, I love um, the uh, uh, Yell.ru, which is, uh, you, you know, you, you said here, the, the Yelp of Russia. Um, yeah, yeah. Kind of. Wow. T- tell me about the experience there as, as COO of that company. 
It was a Swedish startup, so they had Swedish investors and Swedish founders, but it was operating solely in Russia. So uh, when they started, it was, I believe, like back in 90s, they started with like a simple Yellow Pages business. Yellow Pages business, like this big paper catalogs, at some point, they made, were making a lot of money. Then it started to fade because of the digital. And yeah. they decided to make a switch uh, from this old-style paper-based business model to something more modern. And they decided to launch like a Yelp type of business. But I believe it was already a little bit too late, you know, like... Yeah. One thing when you have Yelp before all the social media, but when we were starting to do it, it was already Facebook with Facebook reviews, Google Maps that also accumulated a lot of traffic and a lot of uh, reviews. So it didn't take off. So that was my not so successful startup experience. Uh, well, I mean, look, uh, most most startups are not successful, so that's just typical. But yeah, uh, so I I treat it as a learning experience, you know. <laughs> right, and then and then you went right back to big companies. <laughs> kind of, yeah, yeah, kind of. It was not that big. It was not as big as Google, but at some point I decided that what I really want to do is work in an international company, doing business in Russia, and I joined a company called Sociomantic. It was a retargeting uh, platform or like uh, e-commerce programmatic. And it was part of a bigger company called Dunhambi. And Dunhambi is like a big data company. Right. And yeah, I spent there three years before I made a move to Insider, which is slightly similar business. I mean, it's, I was in EdTech, this is MarTech, so we work more or less with the same clientele, but we are doing like different type of services for them. And who are some of the customers of Insider? I mean, it seems like a huge, a huge business. Well, uh, it's, I wouldn't say it's huge, it's fast growing globally. So uh, some of our customers, I mean, local customers in Russia are really well-known brands such as Ikea, or Sephora, or for example, Huawei, uh, Chinese phone manufacturer, and some other like international and local brands. And what's the what's the story of the of the company? Because it's a it's an interesting, you know. There's obviously many offices. I don't even know where they're from. And also, I love that there's a a female CEO of the of the global company. I think uh, you know, like the story is quite remarkable because the company is actually based like initially it was Istanbul based company. So they're out of Turkey and there are not so many tech companies from Turkey that uh, you can hear about. There is probably like uh, quite well-known and famous, at least in Europe, a company called Getir that uh, offers uh, super fast food delivery, like 10, 15 minute food delivery. And they just uh, raised a huge round to develop operations in Europe. But other than that, there are not so many cases of uh, Turkish-based tech companies that you can hear about. And our founders, they were very motivated by the story of Israel. They, like one of the guys, he read a book, Startup Nation. 
about like uh, tech industry of Israel, how it started to develop. And they uh, thought that it would be great to make a similar case in Turkey to show the world that great tech companies can be created not only in such places as Silicon Valley or Israel or, I don't know, Berlin, but also in places like great places like Istanbul. So eventually the company started to move overseas and open offices. Russia was, I believe, the second office uh, they opened and they moved east to Asia Pacific. And at some point they raised investment with Sequoia Capital, which is also quite remarkable. Yeah, amazing. And then I love that the the U.S. office is based in Indianapolis. It's not New York or San Francisco or Miami. It's Indy. So almost sticking to the roots of maybe um, more of an underdog location to sprout the business in the U.S. Love it. As I was told, actually, one of the reasons why it's in Indianapolis is that Indianapolis is a kind of hub for MarTech companies in the U.S., Kyle Lacey would definitely agree with you and, and, and some, some of the other folks for sure. Uh, so very cool. Look, man, I think, I think luck and hard work gets you to where you are in life. And, and um, certainly you've obviously put in a, bu- a bunch of hard work in terms of the places that you've worked and the years that you've spent in the industry. Any instances of just like strokes of luck that, that help propel you forward? Hard to say, you know, like um, I think – it's important to be, you know, like in an open position and keep, you know, like keep growing, keep learning. And that helps a lot. You know, I wouldn't say that I always have like a great plan on my mind. But uh, as you've said, you know, like luck and hard work and being open for opportunities. I wouldn't say, you know, like it's an ultimate uh, that it, it it's going to bring you like to success in 100% of the cases. But I think it's super important, you know, to like, even if like I treat myself as a professional, you know, it's important to keep a growth mindset and to keep uh, myself in a learning position. Good. I like that. Staying in a learning position. Yeah. All right. um, You know, from the marketing side of things, what, what what is a tactic that you would you would say, hey, like this is something that everyone might be able to use in their you know daily practices that you could share with us? I think well, um, the marketing technique or practice that I'm currently very focused on is storytelling, like content based marketing and storytelling especially in a field that I'm operating in, you know, it's uh, it's quite easy to do storytelling when you are a Spotify, you know, when you have like music right. as your main product, it's kind of natural. But in uh, my case, when we are dealing with customer data and some really sophisticated AI-based products, I would say it's still a challenge for me to find the balance between some sophisticated specialized language and some simple stories that was that would resonate with clients sure love that love that all right well any any positions that you're hiring for uh i believe it's more or less like everywhere customer success sales (laughs) and basically we as a country office our main goal is to serve our clients locally and to attract new ones so I would say, you know, like the most of our um, open roles are sales and customer success. 
Plus, we are hiring uh, recruiting specialists, like a talent acquisition specialist locally. And I would Very say cool. it's quite a challenge, you know, like great salespeople are in high, de- high demand. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Really? Any uh, any shout out to people that you enjoy kind of their content or, you know, or the message that they're putting out there or any up and comers that you want to give a shout out to? Well, I would say, uh, you know, as a SaaS business is rather new to me. So I, I, I do learn a lot. And one of the resources and one of the people that I found very helpful is Jason Lemkin. Love his Instagram, Twitter, and love like a lot of things that I read and watched on saster.com that are super helpful. Love that. Love that. And uh, any any up and comers, even from your region that you know you've met and been like that person's like a rock star in in the making. Mm, hard to say honestly good (laughs) (laughs) all right well and and last but not least and i'm I'm very excited to ask you this my uh the cto of my business is uh is from russia he he lived there till he was maybe uh in in, from moscow in fact till he's like 12 before he moved to toronto and we always talk about i want to go and visit visit moscow with him to go Mm -hmm. to all the good places where are we eating? Tell me, give me one restaurant that's can't miss when I go to Moscow. Well, I can give you two. Okay. Okay. Great. <laughs> so if uh, okay, so if you wanna um, enjoy some like modern Russian cuisine, you can go to a restaurant called White Rabbit. The White Rabbit. The okay. White Rabbit. Yeah, it's uh, uh, they frequently make a list of top fifty restaurants of the world, so it's a really nice place. If you like meat or if you like steaks, for example, you can go to a place called Varonish. Varonish. Uh, yeah. Varonish. Yeah. All right. So, like, nice place, very nice view, especially if you go there in summer. If you want to try the best cuisine of the best cuisine on the former Soviet Union territory, you have to go to a Georgian restaurant. And there are plenty of Georgian restaurants in Moscow. So the one that I would recommend is called Kazbek. Kazbek. Kazbek, yeah. Love it. All right, we got, not only do we get two, we got, we got three amazing restaurants. We got three, yes. In, in <laughs> awesome. Alex, hey, so great to hear your stories. I mean, it's incredible the career you've built and, you know, keep doing it as bringing these international companies to, to uh, you know, essentially to Russia in general. Uh, very cool. And uh, looking forward to keeping in touch and then coming out and, uh, and hanging with you in Moscow, man. Thank you so much, Brandon. Yeah, please come visit. Awesome. All right, that's our show. Thank you so much for listening. If you love the show, rate and review in the Apple Podcasts or Spotify app. Send it to some friends. Make sure to smash, smash, smash that subscribe button. A reminder, this episode was brought to you by Sendoso. They deliver modern direct mail, personalized gifts, and other physical impressions that make your outreach more personal. Thanks so much for listening. I had so much fun today. Hope you did too. Now, go crush your numbers.